All right, we bring in Patrick Everson, of course, from Vegas, insider, senior reporter for them. We talk to him every week, and you know, we, we, I know we can go a lot of places with you here, but we, we've spent a lot of time on the the Eagles-Cowboys game coming up. And I, look, Jalen Hurts may play, may not. I don't think he's going to. The line kind of reflects that sense at this point, and I think his MVP odds dropping a plus 425 kind of tell you the same thing. I still maintain, and there was obviously more value when it was 6.5. It's now down to 4.5. But Gardner Minshew out there at quarterback for the Eagles still gives them firepower. They've got the weapons. We know that he can air it out. We know that they'll let, he, let him. And plus, Minshew mania is always dependable. Uh, where are you on this game and how to approach it? Well, that's a good question. First off, thanks to all three of you for having me on. And Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, all that good you stuff. Too. I appreciate you uh, bringing me back tonight. So, look, and this was interesting, as you pointed out, Nick. I mean, this went all the way to six, six and a half in a pretty big hurry on Monday afternoon. And I assume some of the dial back, either maybe a combination, but perhaps some sharp resistance, thinking that uh, that's, a, that's a pretty good number to get for Philly in this game, even with Minshew at quarterback, to your point. But, uh, but also, there, I guess, you know, I saw a little bit on Twitter. I didn't actually watch it, but, uh, you know, that, that Hurts discussed the injury a little bit today, and now maybe people are backing off a little bit, and the sports books or the odds makers anyway are reacting a little bit to it. You know, it, it when you think of where this game opened, it was one, one and a half. Uh, you know, the odds maker I talk to every Sunday night going into my opening line report each week uh, had this one and a half. Um, the early moves were already to the Cowboys. It was to the Cowboys three before this news even became official. So it's an awful lot to add into the mix. I, I, you know, if you're going to – if it was six, six and a half, I'd seriously still be thinking about Philly. Four and a half, I don't necessarily disagree with you, Nick. There might still be some, um, some value there, the drop-off – may not be as significant as people are suggesting but um i i want to i want to sit a little longer and see if maybe uh, maybe the public weighs back in heavily on the cowboys going into the weekend let's get closer to kickoff pat what about cleveland because cleveland we went from three down to two and a half with the saints on the road cleveland at home they just played their first home game with deshaun watson as starting quarterback beat a pretty good ravens team now we go from three to two and a half. Where do you see this one closing? Because that actually kind of surprised me a little bit. I figured Cleveland would close maybe three and a half, four, and instead we're going the opposite direction here. Right. That is kind of interesting. Um, and it's, there's, you know, one odds maker I'm checking with right now that's got pretty recent splits, pretty much up to date splits, uh, has it really a two way game, although the ticket count definitely early in the week. And again, as I tell you, your team every week. Yeah. Ryan, this is always an issue of on Tuesday night. There's really not a whole lot in the pot. It can kind of it can kind of tell you where things might be going. But tickets two to one on the Browns, but 56 percent of money on the spread coming in on the Saints. So uh, somebody thinks there's some value there. And honestly, if it's going that way early in the week, well, I, I you know part of it could be I guess the weather's going to suck everywhere, and that's probably I mean you know you normally think okay well that's going to impact totals, which it certainly will, and it certainly has in this game, but. Uh, it can also have uh, it, it can also impact the spread to some degree. Thinking maybe a team won't won't uh, either team won't have as much firepower as it otherwise might have in good weather. Um, I don't know if that's the case here. I think more likely uh, that there's there's some smart play somewhere. Uh, not 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 sure which book took it, but if somebody went to two and a half, then they probably saw some smart money that moved in that direction. Chicago is going to be crazy. Uh, the weather mm-hmm. is going to be maybe 20 <laughs> inches of snow, maybe 40 oh inches gosh. of snow. We're talking about 30-mile-an-hour winds. Chicago feels to me, Pat, like a, a classic letdown or, I mean, a look-ahead spot, ex- excuse me, for the Buffalo mm-hmm. Bills in advance of, of the Cincinnati game. Any chance we get this, though, up to 10? 
That's a really good question. Um, this is a Saturday game, right? So you got one less day for it to get there if it's going to get there. Um, gosh, that's a really good question. I don't know if it does or not. I'm sort of with you, though, Trista. I'm a little intrigued even at nine. And one odds maker I'm checking with now is, you know, that's it's pretty much two-way with a lean toward the Bears on the ticket count, a little bit more of a lean toward the Bears in the money early in the week. I'm kind of with you. It could be it could be a uh, a bit of a look-ahead spot for the Bills. They, they're coming off a really big win last week and a really fun game to watch. My God, this last weekend of NFL was just oh. – it was just insane. How do you get over that? It's phenomenal. Um, I, I hope we can see more of this over the in the coming weeks. Um, although I don't want to be on the sides that ended up coming up short in any of those games because they were just total heart attack games. But uh, I, I, I kind of lean with you. It's an awful lot of points, especially with the weather looking like it's going to be pretty bad and pretty cold and so forth. I'd lean towards Chicago on this, but I don't think it necessarily goes lower. So I don't think there's any harm in sitting here and waiting to see if you get better than nine. So do the books then, if there's a bunch of money and a bunch of tickets on the Bears, then need the Bills? Well, I would say, nor if you just look at it from a straight bet perspective, yes. But here's what's inevitably going to happen: the parlays, the money line parlays, and teasers are all going to be on Buffalo. Mm-hmm. So not only will they probably will they likely need the Bears. And now this this could change. I mean, and the weather is certainly a factor here as well. But not only will they likely need the Bears to cover, they'll probably really want the Bears to find a way to get an outright win to wipe all that out. All the all the all, all the parlays and moneyline parlays and teasers pretty unlikely that much that, that much of any of that is going to go to Chicago. It's all going to go to Buffalo. They've been the public team ever since last February in Super Bowl odds and they've been public all season long, very public. Talking to Patrick Everson, BetMGM tonight. Uh so the Vikings, greatest comeback in NBA NFL history. Unbelievable game. First half, they're down 33 nothing. People that hate the Vikings, <clears throat> Ryan Horvat, hate him, were patting their backs. Uh, second half was very different. That being said, we know the Vikings are a flawed team. Does that type of game put them in a position where maybe they start to get out, where maybe they start to play you know, even better football because it's a confidence builder for us, for them? Or do you look at it and say, <laughs> they still were down 33 nothing to the Colts. They're three-and-a-half-point favorites against the Giants this weekend. Right, and the way the odds makers look at this, Nick, is, uh, and this is, uh, you know, from from one odds maker I spoke with a little bit earlier in the week when they were putting up opening lines and opened it at three and a half, they had it higher on the look-ahead line last week and said, look, we felt like we had to come down a little despite a historic comeback because, as this odds maker said, they looked so bad early on, the Vikings did, against Indy. And he said the market continues to drop the Vikings' power rating, even with that 11-3 record. He said most, most of the action, uh, most of the early action has been on the Vikings. Now, that said, it's still sitting, to your point, at 3.5, so it's not impacting things too much, and maybe people jump on board. I think for the Vikings, Nick, there might be something to what you're saying where this is like almost a wake-up call. Like, they, they've got to know in that locker room that, that people have kind of been doubting this record all season long. And maybe this is the wake-up call, you know, having to – dig themselves into a 33-0 hole and then somehow find their hole, find their way all the way out of it. Maybe that's something that, that works this week. But um, but the Giants look pretty good against Washington, and, 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 and the Giants are certainly trying to stay in this playoff hunt as well. With The Vikings are already well in. So uh, it's an interesting game, but uh, the odds makers and, and, and the power ratings still don't really believe in the Vikings, uh, regardless, uh, despite the 11-3 record. 
Uh, Pat, the final game of the weekend will be Monday Night Football, obviously. Chargers, mm-hmm. Colts. Chargers looking really good right now. Now they're 8-6. and six. Colts just blew the biggest lead in NFL history. Yet we're sitting here at four. <laughs> but I'm interested more in the total because this opened up really high, 49. Uh, I know last night we were down to 47.5, and, and now I look and we're all the way down to 47. Obviously probably some sharp money coming in on the under here. Yeah, I think that's I think that's fair to say. I mean, typically the, the you know the the public isn't typically going to come in on yeah. on oh, they're going they're not going to typically bet the under unless they get you know a, a whole lot of play during the week like everybody last week on the Buffalo game with uh, with the weather uh, there was sharp play early in the week but I think the public jumped in on that later. But in this case, you've got an indoor game. I don't think the public's betting right. the, the under on this. I'm sure this is sharp play coming in that's probably helping driving down that a little bit, maybe giving some value to the over here. We'll see. But uh, uh, I like the way the Chargers look of late, and, uh, you know, I think they can score. I just I just really don't know what to make of the Colts. That's just – that's just uh, it's still amazing to think back on it. I mean, look, we'd still be talking mostly about this Colts game if it wasn't for – whatever that was that the Patriots did right. <laughs> against the Raiders. I mean, goodness, the Colts-Vikings game was unbelievable. And then the next day you get this play that is just etched in everybody's memory. Like, oh, my gosh, how did this ever happen? So um, I guess I could, you know, maybe some of it's a little bit of reaction to what happened to the Colts, maybe thinking there's going to be some shell shock and some uh, hangover from that game, which there may be because it's just an incredible game to lose when you're up 33 to nothing. But um uh, I, I I don't know what I think about the total. I do kind of like the Chargers. I've liked them the last couple of weeks. Do you think that the book, I mean, that's the last game of the week, obviously the chase game, the Monday night game. Do you think yes. that the Colts are going to be a big book need at four again? Plus four? Yes. Okay. Yes. And in fact, one odds maker already told me that. He said uh, he thinks the spread is going to write money to both sides on straight bets, but he thinks the Chargers will be a very popular leg in money line parlays, especially to your point, Ryan, with it being the last game of the slate. Pat, they're so gross, but they were my most profitable team, I found out, in the year 2022. My <laughs> least profitable team for the third straight year, the Iowa State Cyclones, unfortunately. Move your body like a cyclone. <laughs> hey, Pat, what's the uh, what's the story on this Seattle Seahawks-Kansas City Chiefs game? Because Kansas City just hasn't been able to cover big lines. They haven't really mm-hmm. covered all year. Right. Uh, obviously, they're at home, which is kind of a different story. Uh, what does the book need, and, and what are the sharps? Uh, I mean, and what is Vegas telling you? Well, at, at this point, I don't, I don't think the need is terribly defined, but it's an awful lot of points. And to your point, Trista, if, I, if I'm recalling correctly, I believe, and this is interesting because you've got two sides of the spe- spectrum in terms of teams that are really getting honed in for the playoffs and teams that is going to have to fight its tail off to make the playoffs. But the Chiefs and the Buccaneers, I believe, are tied for the worst spread-covering record in the NFL. Yeah. Uh, they're, just, they're both just awful against the spread. So, uh, but early in the week here, checking with one odds maker now, you've got about two to one tickets taking the Seahawks and all those points, almost double digits. Oh, man. Um, uh, but the money is split, pretty much split, a slight lean towards Seattle. But I think the situation with that, Trista, is gonna, it's going to work out kind of similar to that Bears game. Even if somehow Seattle takes more tickets and money and maybe on straight bets behind the counter, the need is for the Chiefs. When you start adding in parlays, money line parlays, and teasers and so forth, you know that's all going to run to Kansas City. So yeah. um, even though Kansas City hasn't done it against the spread, the money line parlays, well, you know, you don't have to do it against the spread on a money line parlay. So they'll they'll throw the Chiefs in on, on every one of those. The public is starting to realize that these big dogs have been covering, and it's uh, like exactly. week 16. So good job for, for them. <laughs> it's a little late. 
Got about a minute left. Uh, we were talking about MVP earlier. I, I really feel like it could come down to if Jalen Hurts misses the next couple of weeks. Patrick Mahomes is obviously his own you know, resume. Uh, it really could come down to that Bills-Bengals game towards the end, what, in two weeks from now, where it's Joe Burrow and Josh Allen, who right now are both 6-1 to one to win MVP. Right, they're right. They're just sitting, uh, you know, there was uh, with a couple of with most odds makers, I think, they're just sitting right behind Jalen Hurts and both had their position improve on the basis of uh, or on the thought process that if Jalen Hurts doesn't play a game, you know, misses more than one game. I think if he misses more than one game, it gets a lot more interesting. And obviously we saw Mahomes leapfrog Hurts and go to the favorite and Hurts drop back a fair amount. But yeah, that could be a really key game for for those two players though you know the, either one of those two whoever comes out of the game sparkling and who knows maybe we'll get lucky and they both come out of it sparkling it would be awesome to see a killer huge offensive game in a game that means a whole lot to both these teams at the end of the season but but yeah that could be key depending on what Mahomes does over these next two weeks too um, if you go out and shine against a basically a, if, if Burrow goes out and shines against a Super Bowl favorite the Bengals have been red hot that that could be a guy to watch here maybe somebody to get on now instead of later yeah, I think everybody has their eyes on that game in a couple weeks, without question. For a lot of reasons, that's certainly one of them. Patrick Everson, Vegas Insider. Appreciate the time. Absolutely. Happy holidays, all. You Happy too. Happy holidays. You too.